It's Divas That Care Radio. Stories, strategies, and ideas to inspire positive change. Welcome to Divas That Care, a network of women committed to making our world a better place for everyone. This is a global movement for women, by women, engaged in a collaborative effort to create a better world for future generations. To find out more about the movement, visit divasthatcare.com after the show. Right now, though, stay tuned for another jolt of inspiration. Hello to all. Welcome to Divas That Care Network. I am Joyce Benning, and I will be your host for this invigorating, robust lifestyle show. I am so very grateful for each one of you listeners today. And I am so excited today to have a returning diva with me, Angie Payne, who is an equine-assisted wellness coach. And she is going to speak about horses and healing. Oh, my. This sounds incredible. Angie, could you please introduce yourself today? I always I always feel uh, giggly when I hear you refer to me as a diva. <laughs> so <laughs> I'll say I'm Angie Payne, and I'm a certified equine gestalt coach, and I guess we'll talk about that a little later. Um, I live in Canada, Alberta, Canada, and I am a grandmother, a mother, a horseman, a wife, um, yeah, I think, and lo- I mean, I love what I do. I love working with the horses and seeing people make shifts in their lives. And uh, that's what fills me up, really, and my family, for sure. Oh, oh, that's beautiful. Love that. That just totally fits in with uh, the topic today. I mean, you feel the horses are so fulfilling to you and horses and healing. Can you go into a little more on the horses and the healing, how you use the horses to help heal people? Mm -hmm. So I think that um, what I know about horses is that they're so incredibly sensitive and that they live in the present moment their entire lives. Like horses don't stand in the past, you're worrying about what happened yesterday, and they don't stand there thinking about what's going to happen tomorrow. They are always present and reacting and responding to things in the moment. So um, for me, I think that, you know, the way they show up with clients is the desire for us as humans to spend more time in the present moment as well. And because trauma happens and gets stored in the body, we have to actually heal it from the place of the body. So where that pain is in the body, what that pain is in the body. And so horses are able to point those things out very quickly because if a person isn't in their body and present, then horses actually have a real struggle connecting. And sometimes I feel like all they see is a bunch of floating, talking heads around um, because we're rarely in our bodies. And I Mm -hmm. think a lot of times people don't go into their bodies because that's where the pain is. And it can be hard to go there. So um, horses are always showing me when people – 
need to go into their bodies, which is a cue for me to maybe ask a different question to enable them to go to those places that um, can be hard. And then once they're there, horses can connect and can really share a lot of different um, wisdom and thoughts on things. So they, they show up differently. Um, and, you know, we're not so much a learning model. We're more of a deep processing healing model. So, um, you know, when I sit with a client, I'm trying to find out where that originally came from. And then the healing actually happens there. So uh, once the horses and I have kind of established where we need to go in that moment, then it gives me an opportunity to set up an experience for the clients to uh, what we call in Gestalt complete unfinished business or finish unfinished business. And what that means is that I'm going to help my client to either say what they need to say, express an emotion they need to express in a safe way, and the horses are always there helping them. Sometimes they've just got their nose on their back to support them, um, and they're, you know, they could be doing a number of different things. So they're always involved, and they're always helping the client and keeping the client safe to be able to do that deep, um, sometimes uncomfortable work. Oh, wow. Oh, man, that is something. That is really incredible how the horses can help people basically look inside their body and deal with those issues they have been trying to ignore maybe sometimes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, when, you know, when we've gone through trauma, we're very good at mm -hmm. building strategies and it's not that those strategies are bad things. They're, they've probably kept a lot of people safe in a lot of different ways, Mm -hmm. Um, but they, they stop working or they are getting in the way of a person living their best life. Right. So um, we're going to help them, bring those strategies down and maybe have them take a little bit of a backseat for a while. Um, I find that, you know, people express things that they've never expressed before because the horses feel so safe and that the horses are, are helping us go to those, um, those kind of scary places. So it's a, well, it's a beautiful model and a beautiful healing. And I've just seen so many different ways in which people, feel better that um, I'm sold on the whole idea. <laughs> I can tell. I can tell it in your voice. You're you're very passionate about what you're talking about, and I love that. And I love, and I've always felt this too, horses live in the moment. They are not judging you. So when you are dealing with issues, they are not looking at that issue from the past and saying, well, you should have done it this way or you should have no. handled it a different way. They're in the moment and they're always there to help you. I I totally feel that too. I mean, my three horses yeah. are, they're, they're incredible. They tell me so many things and help me in so many ways. It's just, it's just unbelievable if you are open to listen to them and let them yeah. come into your life to do it. That is incredible. Absolutely. And the feedback they provide is honest mm-hmm. and clear. Mm-hmm. And, you know, a lot of times I, I say to if people are trying to figure out if this is a thing for them and why horses, well, horses can do things for the client that um, 
sitting in an office would be awfully strange if I did the same thing to mm-hmm. a person, you know. Mm-hmm. So um, what horses do, it's just acceptable, and it, and it really does enable me to ask a question that I might not be able to ask in an office because of the way the horses are showing up and some of the things that um, the people are becoming aware of. So, yeah, mm-hmm. it's a really beautiful model. Oh, yes. And you, you know your horses, so you know, you can kind of read what they're trying to help you to help the client with, and that is a beautiful relationship. That's, yeah. that's incredible, too. Cause and also, you, it's, and, it's a lot of times the perspective of of what the what the client thinks the horses are trying to tell them. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I might... You know, I might say something and then ask the question, what, what do you think he's trying to tell you? Or what do you think this is all about? You know, so that they yeah. can, uh, because as a, as a coach, I'm, I really, well, therapist, coach, believe that everybody has their own answers. It's just a matter of getting to a place where you can find those answers for yourself. So going inside and finding them and, the horses help you do that in so many ways. Mm-hmm. Oh, mm-hmm. that is incredible. I just love that. And, <laughs> well, was there an aha moment in your life that said, this is, these horses are talking to me. They're telling me something. I need to be helping through with the horses and helping others. Was there a moment in your life that made you realize that? Or is this something that you have always felt you you wanted to do? Um, no, actually, I've always had horses, and, you know, mm-hmm. a lot of times through my life, I, I thought I was actually saving them, When, but now when I look back, <laughs> they, they <laughs> did the saving, I did not do the saving, but yes, there was, um, there was a moment, oh, a few years back now, because I've been doing this work nine years now, but prior to that, um, my what a lot of people refer to as a heart horse so a horse that just has kind of been that one horse for me Romeo Uh um, I was I had tried to find somebody that I could learn to be a better rider from and I found a young man and you know kind of fast forward I was taking a lesson from this young man And I can't even remember what Romeo and I were doing, what we were trying to learn, or even what the young man had asked. But what happened essentially was that I stopped, and I I describe it as it felt like all of the pieces of this crazy puzzle, uh, puzzle came flying out of me. Like all of the trauma just came out, um, out of me. And I thought, well, now what do I do? You can't really put that stuff back. And I think it was that moment that I realized that there was something between me, Romeo, and Josh that um, that was the key. But I didn't, you know, I didn't really know, but it was the key to what I needed to know. So anyway, I started on a search for how this horse human healing thing worked. <laughs> and so I... I volunteered a few places, and then one day um, I got something on my email from a company called Touched by a Horse, and it was kind Mm -hmm. of at that moment that I knew that this was it, and it was in Colorado, and it was a two-year program, but I knew I had to do it. 
Um, but I think the the best thing of there's lots of wonderful things about the program. But the one thing for mm-hmm. me is that in order to graduate, you must do your own personal work. And so I believe so strongly that you cannot sit with other people in pain unless you've kind of cleared out your own stuff. And we all have stuff. We all, mm-hmm. you know, we're all living living a life and having the human experience. And so we all have stuff that needs to uh, be healed or uh, finished or whatever. And so for me, I got to do a lot of that work while I was going through the program and learning how to do it for others. And so I really have firsthand knowledge of what it feels like to sit in that chair and what it feels like Mm -hmm. to have a horse support you and help you and what it feels like to finish some of that unfinished business. And so um, when I came out of that, I was fully equipped to, um, I think, sit fairly cleanly with other people. And um, my partner, Amy, she's a therapist, and she says, um, when I first graduated, I thought I would never see a therapist that saw a therapist, and now I wouldn't see a therapist that doesn't see their own therapist. um, And I think that's so true. Like, if I'm not doing my work, I cannot sit um, cleanly with others. And that's what horses do, right? They go through that uh, circle and cycle of trauma fully. And um, and we don't. We walk it down. And there's lots of reasons why we do that. And most of it is that we wouldn't be safe to not lock it down. But horses will, you know, something will frighten them and they'll feel like, oh, we got to run. And so they don't they don't think about it. They just run and they run and they mm-hmm. run and they run. And then they finally stop to assess whether they're safe or not. Once they assess whether they're safe, then they start to blow and they shake and they yawn and they roll and they do all of those things and they come back to neutral. So they've gone through the entire cycle of trauma. And I think that's what they see. They see that cycle or that energy, and they know where it's stuck. And so yeah. that's really where the work has to has to be done. Oh, that is a great way to describe it. Wow, <laughs> and that is incredible. I love, love how you described you have gone through it yourself and had to release your own trauma or your own issues that you've dealt with before you could really help others. And how Romeo Absolutely. helped you do that. That yeah. is incredible. I love that. And still just, do, Joyce. You know, I still mm-hmm. do. Because something can happen tomorrow that causes right. you some pain. Or, But what I notice now is if something does happen, I'm able to move through it. Mm-hmm. Whereas if I wouldn't have done that um, deep trauma work before, I would have gone through and had the same reactions. Whereas right. when that stuff is complete, when new stuff comes up, you can just move through it in a healthier mm-hmm. way. So, yeah, Romeo will often say, oh, I think you need to step into the round pen here and just do some of that work. <laughs> so I just think that it's it, it's so important to, to be aware when things come up for you and then just, you know, go and do that work. It's not easy, and I sure don't look forward to it. I don't go, woohoo, I'm going to go to a therapy session with um, my therapist and my horse. Uh, uh-huh. But afterwards, it just feels so much better. <laughs> yeah, yeah, 
you help clear your own energy pathways so you can offer that clear energy onto others through with you and your horses. That is yeah, yes. That is just beautiful. Yeah, Romeo, I see I on your you have a beautiful website, Eaton Quine Enrichment. I love this website. It has got so much Thank good you. information. Oh, you're so welcome and I love the picture of Romeo. He he just <laughs> looks like a a real treasure. <laughs> Well, he can be a treasure. He can also, you know, challenge me from time to time, uh-huh. <laughs> which I also uh-huh. appreciate. So, <laughs> Yes, yes, I, I totally can relate. I have a horse like that, too. He's a big bay, and oh, my. He can put so many challenges into my life, but he has taught me so much. It's unbelievable. I'm like, wow. Right. <laughs> yeah. Just incredible. <laughs> well, with all you do with horses, too, is there a certain cause in your life that is really near and dear to you? You know, there is, there's a couple of foundations that I uh, support that are mm-hmm. very near and dear to me. Um, one of them is called the Breaking Free Foundation, and it's here in Calgary. And um, it supports, uh, well, it started out supporting childhood sexual abuse um, mm-hmm. and helping that, uh, helping people through that trauma. It was started by a gentleman by the name of uh, Theo Fleury, who used to be an NHL hockey player, and um, he's got his own trauma story, and a friend of his, Amber Craig. And so... A couple of things that they do is raise money to enable people to apply for therapy grants. So you can apply through their website, get a therapy grant of X amount of dollars, and that gives you access to people that are on their list as um, trauma-informed support, and of which I'm one of those people. So people can apply for a therapy grant and request that they come out and work with myself and the horses. Mm-hmm. They also offer free meetups, and so we used to do it lot in person, and they don't do that now um, for <laughs> for COVID reasons. But mm-hmm. uh, we also at the ranch have like four meetups at the ranch too, so they're free for people to come out, have a conversation about trauma, support each other, and build that community. So um, it's a very important foundation for me. There's also mm-hmm. another one that's in British Columbia that I've just started to support, and it's called You Grow Girl. And they also support uh, sexual abuse survivors. And mm-hmm. um, through their own experiences, one of the gals had huge healing through equine therapy. <laughs> so um, oh. I've gotten a little bit involved with them, and they, too, raise money. Um, to enable people to go to what they call, um, uh, I shoot, I forgot the name of it now. But anyway, it's a, it's a retreat where equine therapy is a part of that five-day experience. So uh, these gals, they grow herbs and flowers, and they have a farm, and they make teas, and they make uh, candles, and they make bath salts and things like that with all of the uh, the flowers and herbs that they grow, and 60% mm-hmm. of the money that uh, goes through that goes to people that can access this retreat. So 
um, it's really important to me as well. I had my own sexual uh, trauma as a child as well. So um, mm-hmm. both of those are are really near and dear to me. Oh, wow. Oh, that is, those are really neat causes and how you have found causes that also you can involve with the horses and everything that you're doing too and being able to personally have experienced issues that they deal with to be able to help mm-hmm. people. Wow. Yeah. That is incredible how you've gotten involved with these different causes. That I can see why they're very near and dear to you. <laughs> that is really neat. And I love how you bring the horses and the ranch and everything right back into it too to help other people yeah. to heal. Uh, yeah, that I is think really many neat. people that have had sexual abuse they don't feel safe. And so mm-hmm. what I hear time and time again is there's something about standing in the round pen with, you know, 1,200 pounds of love and compassion and, and strength that somehow feels so safe to them. And sometimes it's the first time they've felt safe in a very long time. Yeah. So it's interesting. There are some times where a person will come in and you just know that they don't feel safe. And I'll look in the round pen and at least one of the horses will be laying down. It's like, nope, you're safe. I'm safe. We're all good. So it's very interesting to watch. Oh, that is really interesting because when a horse lays down, you know they're feeling safe. Or they wouldn't be laying you down. Bet. You bet. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Wow. That is such a beautiful sign to you. And then to be able to relay that on to who you're working with. Oh, mm-hmm. that is incredible. Wow. Yeah. Well, a lot of this goes along. You have a statement. You say a wise man once said it on the other side of fear is freedom. <laughs> and everything you've been talking about, it just it keeps coming back to me. Oh, how true that is. How true that is. Uh, yeah. it, it is a definitely a very wise statement. <laughs> <laughs> well, and you know, for me, it's like I'm I get to feel that freedom just a little tiny bit. You know, it, it's it doesn't happen overnight. And and do you ever fully feel free? And I, I'm not sure because, um, you know, it, that's a hard word to define, like what that actually is. And and um. But it, it used to bother me, and now I'm just like, okay, maybe I'm one step closer to freedom. Right. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Well, and the satisfaction and the good feeling of being able to help these different, be it through the foundation or just clients that you have that come to the ranch, they they have to feel some freedom to be able to let go of some of that trauma. When I kind of think of that, I think of it maybe be it grief or trauma or addiction or something, and to be able to let go and share it through a with a horse with you, it has it has to be a really good feeling of freedom that they are one step closer to working through what they have been keeping deep down inside. So. Yeah, I I agree, Joyce, for sure. I think that, yeah, that stuckness and then all of a sudden the horses help you to move a part of that. Um, Mm -hmm. You now have space to maybe fill that with a a feeling of freedom. Yeah. Yes, yes. I agree. 
Oh, what a beautiful feeling it is for the client and for you to be able to have that, uh, how I've helped someone today to look through something like that with my horses. I just love that. That's gorgeous. (laughs) Well, you are a very, very busy lady with all the activities you have going on. How... What is your secret on how you can keep them all together, keep it all done, and yet have time for yourself? Um, I think as I've gotten older, I've gotten way better at making sure that um, I come first and not in like that way of of being selfish, but that Mm -hmm. I need to do things for myself to fill myself up in order to be able to show up for others in my life. So, you know, I make sure that I I do some breath work. I make sure I get some exercise. I make sure that I set aside a day that's just for me and my horses. Like we're not doing anything other than hanging together, riding, or whatever that might look like. Mm-hmm. Um, I make sure, well, right now it's difficult, but make sure I spend time with my grandchildren and um, I've, I've gotten really good at knowing when my body's saying, you know what, you just need a day. And I, mm-hmm. I try really hard to honor that. If I've got a full day, then I'll try to, like, I try to book it in to make sure that mm-hmm. I'm taking care of myself. So um, I think that's one of the things that is important to me to model out to others is that, hey, you, you have to come first. Mm-hmm. Because otherwise your body is going to break down and you're going to be forced to put yourself first. Do you know what I mean? It's like that body, your yes. body keeps the score. And if you're not listening, it will eventually do something that causes you to have to take care of yourself. So um, trying, to, trying to say to people, don't wait till that happens. You know, mm-hmm. honor it as much as you can. So that, that, those are some things that I do. Oh, that is that is great advice. But maintenance yourself, like you said. Don't, yeah. You're not meaning that I'm putting myself above others or something, but you have to maintenance yourself and have a full tank and be ready to go to be able to help others too. Yes, yeah. that is that is a great way to put how to organize and have time for yourself. Well, Angie, this has just been an incredible interview. I have learned so much, and I just love chatting with you. I cannot believe it is almost coming to a close. (laughs) I definitely will ask if you will come back again and share more information with our listeners. (laughs) Oh, I'm always happy to talk horses and healing. (laughs) Oh, I love it. That is just great. Well, as we start to come to a close, are there some final tips you would like to add to what you have already told our listeners today? Um, I feel like, you know, there's, there's still a stigma around mental health and caring for yourself and getting help. And I find that so many people be like, good for you. I'm so glad you're doing that for you. And we can often forget to do those things for ourselves. So there's, you know, self-care, taking a bath, taking a walk. All those things are so good, and it doesn't move pain out of your body. So um, take a bath, get some exercise, and do your personal work, whatever that looks like. Find somewhere that you feel safe 
to be able to work through some of the stuff that maybe holds you back, that that maybe doesn't enable you to show up fully in relationships. And and it's it's okay, and it's also okay not to be okay, you know. <laughs> and and so for me, the stigma around mental health is still a thing that. Um, I think has gotten better, but there's still a lot of work to do on that. So I guess my final word is take care of yourself, all of yourself, you know, emotional, mental, physical, and spiritual. Oh, beautiful. I love those final tips. Oh, that was that was just very well said and very well put to explain to the listeners how to do it. Oh, beautiful. Thank you so much. This was awesome. <laughs> Thank you, Joy, so much for having me. You are so very welcome. And I also want to thank all of our listeners for listening to this interview with our amazing diva, Angie Payne. And we will definitely be having her back on Robust Lifestyle Show again. Please share this podcast with all your family and friends. And be sure to check out all the other hosts and their shows on divasatcare.com. Have a fantastic day. Be kind to all. Give your animals that big extra hug and share your love with them. Until we connect again on Robust Lifestyles, stay strong and healthy. Thanks for listening. This show was brought to you by Divas That Care. Connect with us on Facebook, on Instagram, and of course on divasthatcare.com where you can subscribe to our newsletter so you don't miss a thing.